The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and he stayed close to the sea. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came forward. Seeing him, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, saying, My daughter is at the point of death. Please come lay your hands on her, that she may get well and live. He went off with him, and a large crowd followed him. There was a woman afflicted with hemorrhages for twelve years. She had suffered greatly at the hands of many doctors and had spent all that she had. Yet she was not helped, but only grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. She said, If I but touch his clothes, I shall be cured. Immediately her flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Jesus, aware at once that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and asked, Who has touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see how the crowd is pressing upon you, and then you ask, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. The woman, realizing what had happened to her, approached in fear and trembling. She fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be cured of your affliction. While he was still speaking, people from the synagogue official's house arrived and said, Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher any longer? Disregarding the message that was reported, Jesus said to the synagogue official, Do not be afraid, just have faith. He did not allow anyone to accompany him inside except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they arrived at the house of the synagogue official, he caught sight of a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. So he went in and said to them, Why this commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. And they ridiculed him. Then, they, then he put them all out. He took along the child's father and mother and those who were with him and entered the room where the child was. He took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, arise. The girl, a child of twelve, arose immediately and walked around. At that, they were utterly astounded. He gave strict orders that no one should know this and said that she should be given something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, yeah, no matter... No matter whether they take a, like a, the smallest clip of the Gospel of Mark or, you know, this, uh, you know, what's been given to us an extraordinarily long Gospel passage um, for our, you know, as far as lectionary readings go, um, you know, there, there's always, just always jam-packed with, uh, with action, right? God is on the move. Uh, Jesus is, is about the, uh, the healing work of God. And, and we are supposed to be, say, you know, in the least, we're to be with the crowd, yet the response to the thing is, at that, they were utterly astounded. We have to be utterly astounded when we read uh, the Gospel of Mark. At least this is our kind of first impression of the thing, right? We're, because we're, even if we find ourselves in the crowd, we're kind of you know, out there marveling at, at what it is Jesus is doing or has done. You know, the, the point, of course, is to be drawn closer and closer into the center of the thing, into the center of the action where, where we find ourselves um, the, the healing touch of Christ Jesus. Yeah, th but this is remarkable, you know, in its own right. Uh, we have a little Mark and sandwich here, right? So we have the, uh, the, the beginning and then the end are a particular story. We have another story in, in the middle. And they both, uh, I don't, they're mutually enriching, right? They, they add to each other uh, here in, in ways that, you know, we, we probably don't have a chance to explore uh, here for uh, uh, morning mass. 
Um, but, you know, even the, even the 12-year-old child, the woman suffering for 12 years, we, we get there's, we get that the, these stories are supposed to, um, uh, they, well, they do play well together, but they're knocking sparks off each other. And I think that uh, we're, we're supposed to be, again, caught up in, in the conflagration that's going on by the combination of, of, these, uh, of these two stories. But, I, you know, I said, like, we're drawn into the heart of the thing. And, uh, and we, we receive for ourselves the, the healing touch of Christ. And yet the, the story that we find in the middle here with the woman isn't the healing touch of Christ. It's, it's the woman's touching Christ receiving healing, right? So somehow, somehow that healing touch is, um, it doesn't have to be, in this sense at least, the, the, the intention of Jesus to heal this woman. He doesn't know who's done it. Right, we have every kind of uh, we have the we have the relics of an eyewitness account here, right? Because there, there's not only this this great and serious thing going on, but there's also a bit, a bit of a touch of comedy, right? Where Jesus, you know, he's he's a, you know as, as one of my favorite authors, like I say, he's like in the middle of a rugby scrum. You know, have you seen a rugby scrum? Everyone's like coming together, like there's like ten people touching you at all times, right? And he's like in the middle of this rugby scrum, and he goes, "Who touched me?" He's like. Well, everybody touched you. What are you? What are you talking about? It, it was everybody, right? And you have this, you ha, you have that in the, in the story itself, right? So we always think, okay, well, the proclamation of the, of the gospel, right? And and here it's like this is a this is a kind of messy, chaotic scene, and they they remember very fondly. You, I don't know if I, I haven't said it for a while, but you know, Mark's Mark's gospel is largely compilation of the preaching of, of St. Peter, right? They were traveling companions. So, of course, these, these are eyewitness accounts. Of course, this is first-hand testimony, even, way, even all the way down to the end where we see talita cum, right? We don't get a lot of uh, Aramaic words in the, in the gospel of Mark, but, but we get that, and not because they're like magic words, as though someone can take talita cum and start going around to, you know, these uh, whatever, people who have passed away and, and have, have them rise from the dead, but because that, it's just seared in their imagination. They have to. They want. They want to use the words of Jesus when they're retelling the the accounts of his life. And you can you can imagine just like the the depth of memory in in Saint Peter as he's recounting this this whole story, and he and he gets to say those words himself, Talitha Kum. You can imagine how that resonates. You know, in in his whole in his whole body, right? His body, mind, soul, and how he's able to then give give witness to again the, the healing work of. Of Christ, not only then for these people, but so after the death and resurrection, where Jesus has not only confronted death again and rolled back its rule, but in fact defeated it, and defeated it not only for these particular people, but for Peter and for the people that he's proclaiming the gospel to. Right. So this is this all. It's all packed. It's all packed in here. Right. So we're in. I should say we're in the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. So you know, for your own devotion and and reading and study and the rest. Feel free to take it up, right? Read, read a chapter at a time it, and, and pause where God wants you to pause, right? All, because all these dynamics are at play. You get, the, you get the look from the outside. You get the reaction of the crowd. You get the people on the inside who are you know, receiving the, the healing work and, and, and having effectively the, the kingdom of God uh, proclaimed to them. Yeah? And, then, and then we have ourselves somewhere in this scene where we're being won over also to the good news. We're being rallied by the by Jesus's victory over death so that we can live beyond death today. Yeah, this is the point is that Jesus is going to speak these words to us as well, arise, right? And in order for us to arise, we follow Jesus down to the death in faith. We follow Jesus down to the death. 
we bury our old selves with all selfishness and self-concern and the rest. We, we, we are buried with him in a death like his. We rise with him to new life. We live totally for God and his purposes. That, that liberating love come to effect that frees us for the praise of God and to live totally in his service. Yeah, I'm sorry I can't say more about this passage, but it's enough. It's always, the gospel is always a launching pad for us. Right? We, and, and it's ours now to, to jump in wholly into the life of God, to be transformed, renewed by him, and to pick up this, this message, the proclamation, a proclamation that we make with our, own, with our own lives, that God, in fact, wills to restore the entire world. And it's work that he's doing in us, and it's work, of course, that he wants to do through us today.